It is National Marriage Week. Did you know that? And today at the Radio Backyard Fence, we welcome author, speaker, and marriage advocate, Arlene Palacane. The theme of the 2024 National Marriage Week observance is love beyond words. So I have a question for you today. Perfect Friday conversation. How has your spouse loved you beyond words? In addition to nice words spoken, written, or given, how has your husband or wife expressed love? Call us today, 877-548-3675. Tell me your love beyond words response or answer on Facebook. We'll get started with the conversation by first thanking our team. Ryan's out today. Pappy's in the engineer chair. Trisha's our producer. Gabby T is on site today. Laura will be answering your calls. And since it's Friday, that's right, friend, it's time for the fabulous Fabry Friday site. Here's what it does. One, we oxygenate your blood. Two, we get your endorphins going. Three, we raise your serotonin level. Four, we promote lymphatic drainage. And five, we stimulate the parasympathetic system. That's why we call it the five lung languages. We also stimulate your vagus nerve. We help you release acetylcholine. And don't forget what it does to cortisol dissipation. Take in four seconds of air through your nose right now. Hold it four seconds. And then as you release that air through your mouth, push on the left side of your rib cage to get rid of all that bad carbon dioxide. Today, let's give a sigh for marriage. Did you know married adults live longer, have better health, and have greater personal happiness? Did you know children raised by both parents at home perform better in school, have less addiction, less teen pregnancy, and less trouble with the law? Married adults have more wealth and financial stability, and you thought it was just about a ring and a ceremony. Hats off to marriage and National Marriage Week, which goes through February 14th. Fabulous Fabry Friday size brought to you by the North American Married People Society of Sausalito. No candy hearts were harmed in the production of today's Friday size. All rights reserved, void where prohibited. Before we get to Arlene, uh, let me thank those of you. The other thank you is to those of you who support us and who supported in February. If you're a Backfence partner, you may have seen the video already of the moment last week in the program with Ron Hutchcraft when a listener's heart was stirred. I love when that happens. And after the program, Ron and I both felt like there's something going on with that program. He talked about his book, A Life That Matters. If it feels like there's something missing and you can't figure it out, you're living for God as best you can, but there's this stirring, there's this dissatisfaction, there's a hunger inside. I want to send you a copy of this book that may help you see what is missing. I'd love to send you a copy of A Life That Matters. Here's how to help us and receive that. Go to chrisfabrylive.org. Scroll down. You'll see how you can uh, be a friend or partner with us right there. Or call 866-95-FABRY. February is a short month, so today would be a great day to hear for, from you. Either go to chrisfabrylive.org or 866-953-2279. And thanks for being a friend or a partner. Arlene is back. Arlene's a speaker, co-author with Dr. Gary Chapman of Growing Up Social. Her other books include, but are not limited to, Parents Rising, Screen Kids, 31 Days to Becoming a Happy Wife, 31 Days to a Happy Husband. Arlene earned her BA from Biola, her master's from Regent. She and her family live in beautiful San Diego. Calm, Cool, and Connected is our featured resource today. And if that's not enough for you, she is spokesperson for National Marriage Week. Arlene, welcome back. It's so lovely to be back. Thank you so much, Chris. 
Oh, I love your smile. I can always hear your smile <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> okay, so how how is uh, Arlene spokesperson for National Marriage Week? Tell me more about that. Well, you know, I am a very happily married person, so I suppose they said, well, you seem pretty happy. Let's go with you. <laughs> but I am so pleased to be able to be working with the Marriage Initiative on National Marriage Week. It's, you know, you think about like Earth Day or National Ice Cream Day. You know, we have some thoughts for these things. But National Marriage Week maybe is not as well known. So we are doing our best to spread the word that marriage is good. It's good for you. It's good for our country. It's good for those who come after us. So it really is a celebration to say, hey, let's let's give a cheer for marriage. Sometimes it gets some bad press, but we're here to give it some good press. And even in the church, we were talking before the program, yeah. there is this sense that, and I've d- done it here on the program because there are a lot of people who are single who are listening, and when they go to church and it's family-oriented, you know, marriage-oriented or parenting-oriented, they feel kind of left out. And I get that, and I want to talk with them, but I don't want to jettison marriage, right? Yeah, so that's that's so—I'm glad you said that because we are a family of faith, and whether you're single, divorced, married, that everyone should feel and be included in special relationships and good community. So all of those things are so true. And and I think for the church, for marriage in particular, you know, we're there when you get married. We're like, yay, let's get them married. And then we're there when you have problems, like, okay, you need counseling. We need to intervene here, help you out. But it's also good for the church to be there right in between those two points, to be there before the counseling, before the breakup, saying, hey, how can we as a church body encourage your marriage? Marriage is sacred. It's God's idea. So I think whether you are married or not, you can celebrate that this this is something that God made, and we do want to support it as best we can. So I rattled off these stats in the uh, Friday side. Which was hysterical, by the way. That is why I was smiling. I'm like, this thing is hilarious. Well, the lung language is even you, I love you the work lung with languages. Gary. I know. I was like, this is fantastic. I've done that when Gary's been here, and he every time he gives that Gary Chapman laugh. Uh, but uh, married adults live longer, have better health. This is not for everybody. I mean, there's single people who live sometimes longer than than some married people, but on average. Longer life, better health, greater personal happiness, at least that they talk about. And the kids, you know, what are some other stats or dig into some of those that I read that really resonate with you? It is really surprising. Like Brad Wilcox at the University of Virginia, he works uh, with marriage a lot doing research. And, you know, we're so into right now happiness. Everybody wants to be happy. Young people want to be happy. So they think, well, if that marriage thing, that looks like a drag, that looks really hard, but maybe going to college that'll make me happy or getting a good job that'll get to get me happy but Brad Wilcox has found that if you go to college you get a 64% boost in happiness awesome if you have a higher income than most you have an 88% boost if you are satisfied at your work good job 141% boost but if you are married just plain Jane yeah we got the certificate we're not that happy but we are married you get a 151% boost and if you have a good marriage you get a 5 145% boost in happiness. And I think this is something we don't talk about with young people to think, okay, long term, if you want to have a fulfilled and happy life, you really may want to consider marriage. I mean, this is even greater than exercise or eating right or, you know, all these things that are great for you. But being married apparently makes you very, very happy. So I think that is something to talk about. You know, we always hear about the divorce rate that, you know, well, why bother getting married? Because 
because it's probably going to end in divorce anyway, and it's just the same for Christians as it is for non-Christians. But there is that caveat in there that this is not just a nominal Christian, but if you are a Christian who you uh, go to church more than Christmas and Easter, you know, so you are a more regular attender, then you actually, about 70% of us will stay married and 30% of us will divorce. So that is not, you know, yes, 30%, that's a lot of people. But so is 70, you know, 70% staying together. And even the University of Texas in San Antonio did a study that if you pray together Mm. once a day, once a day that you pray together, that all of a sudden you have a 99% chance of staying together. So you only have a 1% chance of getting a divorce if you pray together. So you can imagine if you're praying together, it means God has that lordship place in your life that you know that's important to talk to him and that you're not mad with your spouse. You're able to pray with them every day, all those things. So there's some really good statistics out there also. Yeah. Arlene Pelican is with us today. And I put this question on, on Facebook. How has your spouse exhibited love recently that went beyond words, because that's the theme this year for National Marriage Week, love beyond words. So not just sending a card or saying, I love you, but doing something, some kind of action. And I want you to hear just two of these, and we're going to take a break. Uh, Cheryl said, I get off work at 10 p.m. some nights. He drives me to and from work. He does not like his woman leaving work by herself that late. I'll take it. So there's one specific thing. The husband comes, picks her up at work. Didn't have to, but yes. And then while the market requires many of us grandparents to work full time, my precious husband allows me to stay home with our first grandchild full time. Mm. What do you think of those two? That's so beautiful. You know, in that first one, picking up the wife, you know, I love that because it's showing that same care. Like when you're dating, you're like, oh, what do you need? You know, let, let me get that for you. You know, oh, you need a chair? Let me get a chair for you. You know, that same posture of I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of. That's so beautiful. And and it's something, you know, that costs him something. And then, you know, it's the shared priorities. Like for that grandpa who is letting that grandma be 100% with those grandkids, they're sharing a value together that it's it's important for us to be a part of our grandchildren's life. So I'm going to work extra and do more so that you can be that person. It's it's sacrifice, you know. So it's, it's a beautiful picture to me of teamwork. Like we have shared values and we'll work towards that and sacrifice. Sacrifice, like, okay, I'll, I'll let you do that. I'll keep working. I'll let you do that. Yes. And it's the together thing. The, you know, the, the, there's not no competition in yeah. either of those. It's interesting the others that happen on Facebook. And I'm going to open the phone lines. I want to hear your answer. How's your spouse exhibited love that went beyond words? Some kind of action. 877 548 3675. If you go to the website, you can find out more about strengthening your marriage during National Marriage Week. We have a link right there. Go to chrisfavorylive.org. Love Beyond Words, that's the theme for 2024's National Marriage Week. If you go to chrisfabrylive.org, we have a link for you right there where you can download some free resources. There's a 
a couple's connection plan, a date night uh, download for ideas. But I really want to hear from you at 877-548-3675 about when your spouse expressed love that went beyond words, love that went beyond words. Arlene Pelican is with us today. Um, so those downloads at the website about the connection plan and date night ideas. Tell me about that. This is such a great resource from marriageweek.org. So let's say the couple's connection plan. You know you want to connect, but you just like, how do we start? It gives you prompts. Like, here's a list of, write a list to each other of things you're thankful for. Hey, you're on a date night. You don't know what to do. Here are some things that you can talk about, you know. So it just helps you to think of new ways to connect. And then there's also this very creative dating guide that gives you all sorts of dates that some that are cheap, some that are expensive, everywhere in between. One of them, for instance, is like make a list from A to Z and then write down something that of that letter that has something to do with the date, you know, and try to do it. So it's super fun. I guess Z would be zoo. I don't know what you do when you get to some of the letters, but things like that, just to kind of shake things up. So those are wonderful resources. Go take an x-ray, right? Exactly. <laughs> just for the fun of it. Just for the fun it's of it. Because we're married. Okay. So Carissa is in Florida. Carissa, tell me love beyond words. What do you say? Definitely, I like to express love to my husband by cooking breakfast for him every morning. And what he does special for me is he do dishes every night for me. So Ooh. at the next day, I have a clean kitchen to start the day with the right food. And I love that about him. So you're doing for him. He's he's doing partly for him and for you at the same time. So, you know, the next day, so, and you're working together, right? Exactly. We're working together to make the house a little bit more organized because I have a job too, and having a you know a house, it's a full time job pretty much. Yeah, and I'm sure he loves having that home cooked breakfast. That's some good stuff right there. Definitely, the, I wouldn't let him buy anything else. That's so sweet. Through the man's heart, through the stomach. I've heard that before. But this is, again, okay. So that's Carissa. Thank you. There is them working together, making for him. She's doing the same thing. He's doing dishes. I see some other folks that have answered on Facebook, just these practical things. You and Gary Chapman are all over that acts of service, right? That's right. You know, Dr. Gary Chapman has so many uh, wise things to say about the love languages. And it's funny how the spouses, we rarely ever have the same love language, right? So it's like, like I am words of affirmation. My husband is physical touch. So it's like, okay, wait a minute. We, we, are, we cross here. But I do think of like when you're talking about the dishes, like once in a while, I will come downstairs in the morning and there'll be a little coffee waiting for me because my husband does not drink coffee at all, but he knows that I like no. coffee. Yes, he does not drink coffee. Zero, zero coffee. So he will go across the street to either McDonald's, sometimes Starbucks, you know, very close to our house. And there will be like a tall vanilla latte waiting for me. And, and he'll put like a little hot pot, you know, like a whatever you call that thing that you, the oven mitt, he'll put the oven mitt over it. And I just think, oh my word, he got me a coffee this well, morning. And he's thinking of and you. And he's thinking of you. That's yeah. right. Isn't that the, that's the main thing. And and when you say love beyond words, it's not that you're telling people, don't ever say I love you yes. or take words out of your love language vocabulary. Right. But 
But this almost, to me, it seems like it's giving wings to people who have a different love language than words. It's so true that you can show it. And it is about when you make those vows, you know, I will be with you in sickness and in health and for richer or for poorer. And it's love beyond words. Like, I really mean it. Like, I'm going to back up what I say. I will be faithful to the vows that I made. So Cheryl writes on Facebook, I've been married for 49 years my husband washes the dishes every night. He we also see, we have cleans, a theme here going yeah. on here. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, he also cleans the house. This has enabled me to work for 46 years. His help also makes it easy to have company. I love to cook, and the fact that he's always cleaned up makes it wonderful. The best thing is that I do not have to ask him to do this. He shows how much he loves me by helping me. It's been wonderful, a wonderful life together. So that brings up the, you know, he, your husband sees you, even though he doesn't like coffee, he didn't drink it. He sees you. He knows what you like. And it sounds like Cheryl's husband is the same way. He goes above and beyond with his acts of service to make her life better. It is this constant curiosity, you know, of being like, oh, well, what do you like? And let me be interested in that because we that's how we are when we're dating, right? That's why all the wives are sitting in the sporting events with their, you know, then boyfriends like, oh, I love this. And then when we get married, we're like, oh, yeah, I hate football or I hate baseball or I hate whatever it is. But we loved it because you were there. And for us to kind of keep this curiosity of let me be interested in this simply because you are interested in it. Here are a couple that are a little harder. And again, if you have an answer to this, phone lines are open for you, 877-548-3675. How have you experienced from your spouse love that went beyond words? 877-548-3675. Joyce says, I'm in hospice care at this time. My husband does caps, all caps, everything, Mm. plus care for me. And that's a lot right now. So Joyce, thank you for saying that and and honoring him. Judy, the very next respondent, I've been battling cancer the past year. He's walked beside me through every test, appointment, surgery, recovery, and chemo round. He never complains. He just continues to love me like Jesus loves me every day. What do you think of that? It's so beautiful. And this is the picture of marriage that for us to have someone with us when we go through these really, really big things in life. And it is stressful. Like if you have a health problem or a problem with your parents or a problem with your children, and that can bring a lot of stress into the marriage. But within those stressful situations, if you can come together and work to support each other, boy, that what a difference that makes. You know, I, I just talked to some people and she had been going through very serious cancer and has gotten through it. And has, she had said, I don't understand how people do this when they don't have someone. And I think that that is a beautiful thing of being ha- having someone in your life that makes that investment worthwhile. Well, and look at what Joyce and Judy did. Even yeah. in the struggles that they are, they responded to this. You know, they said, oh, I've got to tell you about my husband, yes. what he did. Yeah. Margie need want to do that as well. But listen to what she says. My husband's in a wheelchair. He knows that I love, all caps, his homemade peanut butter cookies. Ooh. He made a triple batch yesterday. Margie, you got to take a picture of this and make it one of those scratch and sniff pictures. Yeah, you know, that's so right. We... <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter, she let's says, go. Triple batch, not just for me, but to share with our dear neighbors who've been sick. 
he is a wonderful husband. So there it goes above and beyond. And, you know, he could say he's in a wheelchair. Obviously, he can't do a lot of the things that he used to be able to do. But, boy, he's all over those peanut butter cookies, isn't he? And that shows you that love beyond words, like doing something for other people. You know, how much that makes you feel alive. So that that's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, if you go to the website, chrisfabrylive.org, you'll see more about National Marriage Week. We got a link right there where you can go to their website, those downloads that Arlene was just talking about. Here's Becky in Illinois. Hi, Becky. Go right ahead. I was about an hour and a half into a drive in the sleep to take care of my parents when my windshield wipers died. And my husband drove an hour and a half. He was fresh off of surgery. And uh, when he he couldn't fix the problem, he waited with me at a dealership and made sure I got on the road safely before traveling an hour and a half home. And I never once got the feeling that he felt put out at all. He just wanted to take care of me. Yeah. This, this is he, like the Prince Charming, you know, they're, they're alive. There's, they're, they're still living. Well, and the, and you know that there was no part of you that held back from saying to him, and you probably, the expectation wasn't, you have to come and do this for me. You, you let him know of the situation. And did he say something like, stay right where you are. I'm on my way. Exactly. And he went and bought, but, um, Breakers for the car. He he just he took care of everything. My knight in shining armor. His name is Brad. <laughs> That's right. We gotta say gotta Way say to go, the Brad. name here. That's Brad. right. Brad and Becky. They made it on the program today. How about you? Love beyond words. Do you have a story? Eight seven seven five four eight. Three six seven five. I told you this would be good, Arlene. It's so um, sweet. Yeah, let's talk with Gwendolyn, who's in the state of Washington. Hi, Gwendolyn. Go right ahead. Thank you. Um, yes, uh, a few years ago, about um, three years ago, I was. Uh, I did not know I was diabetic anyway, and <clears throat> I became very sick and um, went to the hospital. Spent ten days in there during which I was in isolation because it was a COVID time. And during that time, I was dying of loneliness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, my husband um, brought the dogs, the two little Shih Tzus, to the hospital window. I was on the third floor so that I could see him and the dogs in and it brightened my the rest of my day very much. And um, then when I got home, um, the living room was all decorated with balloons and and um, you know the cray paper stuff and hanging everywhere with little signs. I love you. I've missed you. I can't wait to hold you for the rest of my life. And and all these wonderful things. And he took ten days off work to stay and take care of me while I recovered. And um, his name is Stephen. And um, <clears throat> he's a magnificent man. I could tell. Stephen has could... just like made the bar so high, right? Yeah. Right there. It's <laughs> exactly. Like, every man is like, "Oh wow, great paper! What in the world is that?" Okay, so so my question to you, Gwendolyn, is: when he told you he was taking those days off of work, those your know, two weeks off of work, what went on inside of you? Well, I cried a lot for about three days. Oh. I really did because um, sporadically, you know, because it was overwhelming to me at times. Um, 
because I had not ever seen that kind of devotion from him before. I mean, he's always been very good to me. He's a very kind man, and uh, he taught me how to say please and thank you. But it became, uh, and I had to tell him through tears streaming down my face, why do you do this for me at this time? And he said, don't you know? It's simply because I love you. It, it, it was it. It, it was a really, really testing time for us in so many ways, mm. you know. And yeah. um, and I'm very, very grateful and very thankful. And we prayed together, and we started our Bible studies up again at, during that time. And you know, because I was kind of an invalid for a few days anyway when I got home. And I can hear in your voice, Gwendolyn. I can hear. The, the reciprocal love, you know, that you have for his love, not that it's, that it's a quid pro quo, you know, you do this and other, but that it's just from the heart. But that makes me think, I got about a minute left here, Arlene, of the person who's listening, who's single or who's married and has never had a spouse love that kind of way. Yeah. We, we have to deal with that at some point. What, what do you say to that person who's listening? I want to say to Gwendolyn first, like, how beautiful that story was. Thank you. And that sometimes when those bad things happen, these are the the silver linings in them. And then if you're listening and you're like, well, I never had anyone do that for me, I think the beginning of that is like, you know, who can I do that for? Whether it's my spouse or whether I am single and I do that for someone, who can I welcome home from the hospital or who can I send a card and balloons to to let them know I'm thinking of them? And I think when we do that, then it puts the control and the power for you. You can go do something to bless someone instead of waiting around thinking, well, they did not show any love to me. You you go first. I love thinking it through spiritually as well. And even if I don't have a flesh and blood person here, I have a Savior who went all the way to Calvary and rose again. And and it did that for me. Oh, this is going to be good. Don't miss more straight ahead on Moody Radio. Loving Beyond Words is our topic today at the Radio Backyard Fence. And you know what? That happens every day with CareNed. When they talk with a woman who's going through an unplanned pregnancy, who's considering abortion, who needs resources, who needs a different option. Maybe she wants to place her baby in another's arms. Or women and men grieving a choice they made years ago. Click the green CareNet button at chrisfabrylive.org. They have encouraging news, a blog. There's, uh, there's ministry activity that's going on in the lives of men and women who are making the courageous choice for life. And all around you, there are people who probably disagree with you, even in the church. That's why they developed a free booklet, Is the Pro-Choice Position Consistent with the Life and Teachings of Jesus?, and it has sound biblical arguments, uh, such as the Great Commandment, the Great Commission, the Story of the Good Samaritan, not so that you can argue with somebody, <laughs> but to make the case for life with Christians who might consider themselves pro-choice. Or maybe that's you or somebody you know. Click the green CareNet button at chrisfabrylive.org. You'll find that download when you click free resources there. Again, go to chrisfabrylive.org and click the green CareNet button today. 
Arlene Pelican is joining us on Facebook. I, I see um, Susan says, I've been sick and my husband surprised me with folding some laundry and he never folds laundry. So there's another act of service. Uh, Gail says, he doesn't think making our bed is necessary every morning, <laughs> but he knows it's important to me. For the past couple of years, he makes our bed just to please me. And I I get that. What do you think about that one, Arlene? I think it's really fun because we're hearing these very ordinary things that speak love. No one's saying like, my spouse climbed Mount Everest and brought me a cup of water from the top. You know, it's like these are very doable things. I, I get picked up at work. The laundry is done. The dishes are done. Uh, you show up for me. Like these are things we can do. And I, I think that's really encouraging that these are very doable, small acts and that they speak a lot. When uh, my wife and I have nine kids that are old, older now, grown, um, but when we were first having these children, somebody really wise said to me, Chris, your wife is not, it could have been Gary, your wife doesn't want to know whether you die for her or not. Yeah. She wants to know, will you change a diaper? That's so great. I love that. You know, that. Yeah. and it's, it really is true. Are you going to get down in the trenches and and I always looked at that, you know, as as being a dad. It's not like, oh, I have to do this. No, this is this is part of the fun and the you know the hard part of being a parent, of being a father, right? It's so true that these are the little things that become the big things, you know, and that you yes. you show up over and over again, and you build a bond that that will just bless you your whole life. Loving Beyond Words is the theme to National Marriage Week, and Clarence is in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Hi, Clarence. Hey, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for calling. Go right ahead. Well, um, I, I generally don't get to, to call in because I'm usually working, but um, I wanted to call in and today, and I just wanted to honor my wife. Um I've, I've had a condition over the, the last nine years, uh, medical conditions that slowly caused me to, to lose my eyesight. So she's become my my eyes and my, uh, you know, she drives me everywhere that I need to go, reads documents for me, helps me make sure that my, my clothes match and I don't <laughs> look silly. Um, and, um, and then I recently was diagnosed with prostate cancer, so she's... She's been kind of walking that trip with me as well, but it's it's been um, nine years since I had the, the the eyesight thing, and you know she does it with such grace and such uh, love, and you know, and I know that all the time I haven't always been the the most agreeable because of just what I've been dealing with, but mm. I just I can't tell you how much. Um, it means to me and how much I appreciate everything that she does and how much love and care that she, she does it so selflessly. Yes. What do you think, Arlene? That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for calling. And you know what? Your wife forever now can re-listen to that part of yes. this broadcast That's and right. feel like, oh, my goodness, every every minute is my joy, you know, to do it because she loves you so much, obviously. So that's so beautiful that you called in. Clarence, tell us her name. Uh, Tina. Tina. How did you two meet? Well, it's kind of funny. Um, You know, I I told you I've got the the eyesight thing. So 
of course, it has to be that we met on a blind date. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. If it wasn't and, true, and, and, you know, and, you, you couldn't come up with that, but it's true. It couldn't come up with it. It's absolutely true. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, you give her a big hug for us, and uh, and your your socks match, and your you're looking good pants, and your shirt match, and everything. I think uh, I think a lot of us guys need some help with that, uh, Clarence. I'm so sorry for all that you've been through, yes. and but you know what you said that really encourages me is that you you have had to deal with so much with all the physical uh, problems that you've had that you probably have not, you know, you, you've lashed out or, eh, I don't know, but if I were in your, your situation, I'd be so frustrated at times that it would come out to her. And it sounds like she has taken that well and has, has given you grace. Is that true? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. They can be, and you, you, you hit it right, uh, the nail right on the head of that, uh, you know, the frustration that you have to deal with when you're dealing with, you know, limitations. And, uh, yeah, they, they probably come out the wrong way sometimes. But um, but not today. She handles it. Not, not today. today. Not today. Not today. Not well. forever. And, and she, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she will give me the look that when I'm, I've crossed the line, so. <laughs> All it takes is a look. Well, wait a minute. You can't see her. You look, can feel though. it. You can yeah. feel the look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not. It's. I'm not totally um, I'm legally blind, so I, I can see some enough to know what's going on. Yeah, the outline there. Oh, I'm glad you got through. And that again, this is a a theme that is running through the in in sickness and in health. You know, for richer, for poorer is coming through a lot today. One of the things that I wanted to talk with you, Clarence, God bless you, friend, um, is the, the whole technology thing, too, because our featured resource, if you go to chrisfabrylive.org, click through today's information. We've got a lot for you there with National Marriage Week. But Calm, Cool, and Connected, Five Digital Habits for a More Balanced Life. There are positives and negatives, and we're even hearing them through the calls, about the digital world for married people. Uh, talk about some of the ways, the positive ways that that can be used. Yeah, so, po- you know, the positive ways, if you're apart, and then, wow, you can see each other, you can FaceTime each other and talk to each other. That's amazing, you know? So technology that brings you together where you can talk on the phone together, you can see each other. I mean, that was like George Jetson stuff, and now it's like we're really doing it. So so I think that's an amazing use of technology to get in touch with each other. If you maybe watch something together, like a documentary or a movie or a music concert that you both really love, um, maybe you're learning something, you're learning how to fix up antique cars or you're gardening and you're YouTubing this and you're learning it together. I think those are all really awesome ways to use technology. But most of us, when you say, hey, what are you doing on that phone? You're not like, oh, yeah, I'm FaceTiming my husband or FaceTiming my wife. I mean, we're doing other things. And I think, you know, you, you I laugh because of the vows. Maybe we could have then said, you know, in Wi-Fi, with Wi-Fi and mm. without Wi-Fi, I will still love you. And and for us to realize that so much of our attention is being given to our phones, our work, our tablet, whatever. And we tend to love what we give our attention to. and 
I think that's really the big snare of technology, that instead of paying attention to our spouse like we used to, in Calm, Cool, and Connected, I asked the question, is your spouse more interesting than your phone? You know, And it's like, they used to be, but now it's pretty hard to compete with that phone that asks nothing from you. Uh, you know, whenever you don't like something, you just get to swipe it away. That's not how relationships in real life works. And so I think technology really has given us this, this way to cope with loneliness or with stress that used to be coped with by talking to your spouse about it. And, and that's a problem. And looking them in the eye. And looking them you in know? the eye. Yes. Or, or sitting side by side and, and doing. So we were doing that last night. We had two chairs in front of the fireplace. And it doesn't get cold in Arizona very often. And it got cold enough to put a log, you know, one of those fire logs yes. on. Yes. And to just sit there, and she had tea, and the dog always chooses her. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, to just sit there and be, and and sometimes it's we're just quiet. You know, you don't have to have constant conversation to be communicated with yeah. uh, with each other. And think of that. So we all have this picture in our minds of the two of you sitting in front of this fire. It's very cozy. Now let's put a phone in both of your hands. And now what happens to that picture, right? It's a completely different vibe. Now it's like you're in the subway and you're two strangers just sitting there with your heads down looking at your phone. So it, it adds such a different dimension when you have the phone either in you know proximity to you or actually in your hand. So do have those moments where it's completely put away and it's just you and your spouse. Arlene Pelican has written Calm, Cool, and Connected, Five Digital Habits for a More Balanced Life. You can find it at the website, chrisfabrylive.org. You can also find out more information about National Marriage Week right there at chrisfabrylive.org. And they've got some free downloads, just some amazing quotes from national magazines about the power of marriage. I was surprised by it. You can find out more just go to chrisfabrylive.org and click through uh, those different things we have for you online. Loving Beyond Words. Arlene Pelican is with us today. Sally says, we've been married 39 years. He opens the car door for me, makes me feel special, and he clears the dishes after dinner, and we hold hands a lot. It's the little things, she says. And then Linda says, I have long-term vertigo, which requires many adjustments in how I get through my day. My husband drives me to appointments and other places. He likes to call it driving Miss Daisy. (laughs) He drops me at the door when we go shopping. He makes sure I have his arm when necessary. He is aware of what is happening around me. And again, you get that sense of, seeing the other person and anticipating and knowing them better sometimes than you might know yourself. So with all of these positives we've talked about during this hour, Arlene, our kids, the younger generation, they're waiting longer and longer to get married. Why do you think that is? Is that a good thing, bad thing? Tell me about it. Yeah, they are waiting longer. And, you know, in terms of the marriage rate, it has fallen 65 percent since 1970. And they are looking, they're forecasting if this continues. What it means is that one out of three young people will never marry. So this isn't just like they're going to marry and divorce. They will never marry one 
out of three. And that is a staggering number. And you kind of play that forward. And okay, maybe that sounds lovely. And, and to your question about why is it? Why is this? You know, we don't have those role models like we used to of looking at, oh, look at, you know, a mom and a dad and children. And this is kind of where we're going. We want to get married and then we want to have children and et cetera. But instead, it's being cast in the light of, well, that's what we used to do. We, we, we have evolved way past that, you know, that that's, that's a ball and chain and that's responsibility and you're not going to be happy there. So let's just avoid that altogether. And, and that is, that is a problem because if you are in your twenties and your thirties and you're single, you may feel very much like that's very normal. But as you get in your fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, what is this going to look like if you don't have a son, a daughter, uh, a niece, a nephew, a husband or a wife? And, you know, you think about the statistics now we're so lonely, right? Two out of three college right. kids, when 33,000 of them were surveyed, two out of three of them said they experienced loneliness on a regular basis. What is this going to be 20, 30, 40 years ago? You know, they, the statistically, uh, 81 percent of uh, like in terms of uh, like the the boomers gen x millennials etc so the silent generation 81 percent of them got married the boomers 61 percent of them got married gen x 53 percent and the millennials 44 percent so you can kind of see how like this is eking down and so it is time to to model a good marriage that young people think like oh yeah that that actually looks really lovely and even start talking about it. And that's what National Marriage Week is all about, is talking about marriage and, and showing these benefits. I wonder if part of it's too, is people like me have said, you know, marriage is hard, which it is. You know, it takes work. It's, it's, yes. and, and that can scare people off as well. It's like, aren't you supposed to just fall in love and have everything work out? So, and we've got to shout kudos out to you because you people have nine children. So you guys have had, <laughs> you've had a lion's share of work. So... It has been. It has been yeah. hard, but the, the the stories that I'm hearing, well, like Cheryl's story in Chicago. Cheryl, tell me why you called today. Hi, Chris. Well, I called because I was thinking about my husband, and I have an amazing husband. I mean, I've had multiple surgeries. He's always been there. Um, now that he's retired, he does the laundry, he'll iron, he even cleans the house. But there was one memory that I have, and he was we were putting in some air conditioning, and he was preparing the cement pad for the air conditioner. And, you know, he's a carpenter. I didn't think anything of it. And he said, well, why don't you come and see my uh, pad? And I thought, oh, this is cute. He wants me to come see his, his cement pad. So when I got there, I looked down, and his name is John. And he had written in there, I'm going to cry, John loves Sheriff." Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he said, well, this is just in case I go before you. You'll know I always loved you. And so I took pictures of it, and I have the pictures just in case the cement, you know, decays or whatever, we move. But that's something I'll always remember, that he did that little gesture. My love for you is set in stone. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Unmoving. I love that's it. That's beautiful. And that he wanted you did not just to stumble on it one of these days, but he wanted no, you to see he, that. That is He did. See, and I you know, they say that that this is often more uh, caught than taught. 
that you do, you know you can't mm-hmm. teach somebody to do that, but you can catch it. So you hear that as a younger person is like, I want to love somebody. Now I want to find the right person, the exactly right person that I want to, to complete me or whatever. So can you find somebody that you want to love like John loves her? Um, Arlene, I think you agree with me on that. That's so true. You know, I think about my mom and dad and who I think are listening right now. Hello, mom and dad. But I think of them. And one thing they really modeled to me is they've always enjoyed each other. Like I've all, I've always thought like they enjoy each other's company. Like they like each other the whole time. I, I can't think of a time where I didn't think they, they don't like each other. And I think that's so important, like to, to enjoy that it is a love beyond words. It's not just because we said we would stay together. We're really going to like being together. And that takes work and effort and care, but that's a worthwhile thing. And it certainly sounds like it was set in stone for them. <laughs> well, if I had known that your mom and dad were listening, yeah, this has been a different program. I'd, I'd have been all over that. Um, so I can't let you leave here, though, without giving us some some practical, although this has been practical, daily habits. Yeah. So what, what do you say? Yeah. So at National Marriage Week, you know, there's this rhythm of connect daily, date weekly, and get away regularly. So a daily connection, you know, it can look as simple as a little walk after dinner or sit on the couch and talk to each other for five minutes. Or, you know, uh, my husband, his love language is touch and my love language is words. So he likes to get a foot rub at the end of the day. And I like to talk and be listened to and be told nice things to. So I rub his feet and he listens to me and says nice things to me and it works out great. So think of like a daily connection. Um, You know, even if I was uh, talking to someone who was a trucker and we were talking about like even having a certain time of day that you have a special song that you listen to. So even though you're not together, that there's this daily connection point that says, hey, we still love each other. We're still for each other. So daily connection and date weekly, like shoot for that weekly date and you'll probably get one or two a month and that is just fine. Statistically, they say that married couples, 52% of us say we don't date anymore. So we either date rarely or just a few times a year. But 48% of us say, yes, we do date at least once a month, once or twice a month. And when that happens, you see this 15% boost in overall satisfaction, communication, not likely to divorce, all these things. And that's just by saying, hey, let's put it on the calendar and let's date at least once a month. So that's something that you can do. And at marriageweek.org, you could find some new dating ideas. Yes. And if you and there's that download the connection plan, the date night ideas, love beyond words. What a great theme! And uh, thanks for being along. I'm sorry we didn't get to all the calls here today, but thank you for telling us about the love that has gone beyond words in your life. Arlene, great to talk with you today. Thank you for uh, gracing our studio and come back and see us anytime. Okay, it's been my joy. Thank you so much, Chris. And you can also find Arlene's book linked there at the website. Click through to today's information. Calm, cool, and connected. Five digital habits for a more balanced life. Again, we've got that at chrisbabrylive.org. Have a great weekend. I've got a special guest for you on Monday as we start a, a new series of programs with some folks who are a little bit down, further down the trail maybe than you and me, but they have great wisdom from a lot of years. Jeanette Oak is joining, going to join us Monday for Chris Fabry Live, production of Moody Radio, Ministry, Moody Bible Institute.